Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey guys, what's up? It's Kate. This is Date Fails. This is very, I'm really happy right now. Uh, I made two new friends today. Hello. 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 Say hi. You guys can say hi. Hi. Um, so guys, you know, every once in a while I will do a swap cast with someone. And so my good friend, Holly Randall came and did a podcast and then she was like, Kate, you have to do this podcast. These guys are amazing. So I came over to do a podcast and they're so cool. I was like, oh, we have to record for my podcast now and then trade files because you guys are the coolest ever. So let me introduce them. First of all, it's Karen Lee and Cam from Sex Talk with My Mom. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Just the name of the podcast, Sex Talk with My Mom, made me want to do it, by the way. Oh, wow. I knew nothing else about it. I was like, who talks about sex (laughs) with their mom? And then I showed up at at Karen's place, which she has a beautiful podcast studio in her apartment, which I love. And and she's stunning, first of all. Oh, thank you. You really are. Sweet. I can't believe you said stunning. That's never been a word used with me. Really? Stunning? No way. Look at your Instagram. Okay, the those are pervy, like, young guys. I can't I'm, wait to look at it. I haven't oh, yeah. seen oh, the Instagram. These comments are outrageous. It's, it's really? Insane. Do you post hot photos? It's a thirst I, trap. <laughs> oh, my God. The I, whole thing's a thirst trap. <laughs> I never even heard that term. Where'd you come up with that term? It's a thing. You oh. never heard the term thirst trap? No. It's what you're doing. Oh. It's what, <laughs> I can't I wait to look at I'm doing a thirst trap. Oh, okay. my God. All right. I have so many questions. Um, where do we begin? Yeah, really, I do. First of all, and this is horrible because I just showed up to your podcast and I didn't do research. I just heard the name and was like, I'm doing it. We'll be but open. Don't worry. You're right. a sex expert? Sex expert, uh, kind of self-proclaimed. Okay. Uh, How did this happen? Uh, oh, boy. Here we go. Okay. So you want to start, Cam? Uh well, okay. Like, how did how did I start talking to about my about well, sex with my mom? Did you guys start the podcast first? It was it. In, okay, how, so, tell me the story. Okay, so this is the origin story. So, uh, my mom and I were always very close growing up. Our family is like very uh, focused on comedy. I'd also say, but it was more like a traditional suburban family in Chicago. White picket fence, the whole thing. He's the middle child of three, two dogs, a cat. But she was like the cool mom of like the yeah. neighborhood. So and she what, must have been like the hot mom. Like, did all your friends, were all your friends yes. pro? Yes. yes. Really? Yes. I, <laughs> freshman year of college, I had a picture of you and me on my wall. And someone came in and said, is that your prom date? And I was like, no, <laughs> that's my up. fucking mom. Get out of here. <laughs> How many guys tried to bang your mom when you were growing up? Oh, yeah. my God. I think a lot would flirt with her, and you would flirt back very Well, I mean, a compliment's a compliment. <laughs> a compliment is a compliment? What do you mean, unnecessarily? I mean, what? If someone says I'm, you know, good-looking, I say, oh, thank you. That's all. All right. It was more than that. Anyway, nothing. Any, <laughs> I don't think you actually hooked up with any of my friends. because yeah, I never so hooked up with any of your friends. My None s- of them were attractive. I'm oh, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was I'm just kidding. So <laughs> that's amazing. So we were always very close. It was very we were she's very cool. We were able to talk about sex and relationships growing up, despite me not having a lot of sex. So it's not that, it, but relationships are can be tricky to talk about with your parents. Not a lot of you didn't have a lot of sex growing up. I like had we, zero sex growing <laughs> up. Like He's what, talking about under I mean, eighteen. You know, yeah. Like his, even kissing, it would be weird to talk about with your parents for most people. I think. Yeah, yeah, hundred. Would it be weird for you or no? Oh, uh, yeah. To talk about that stuff with my mom growing up, absolutely not. I never would have it. I still wouldn't talk about like anything past like yeah, I, I had sex with him. That's it. 
Oh, well, we get into graphic detail, but come on, we digress. Go ahead. I can't imagine talking about like pussy with my mom. But she's kind of chill. She's like I'm a chill. friend. You but know? you're cool. Yeah, I get it. But wait, I, one question. It's qu- still weird. You, growing up, uh, was I know you said your husband passed away Well, at one Cam's going to get to that story. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. so this is how it all st- So basically when I was 17, my dad was murdered, which was like a crazy, insane experience Holy for us. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's By a like disgruntled a, employee. It was wild. Oh. So sorry. It wasn't, yeah, it was obviously not expected. No. And so we really had to come together as yeah. a family unit. And that really opened us up. I mean, I didn't have a dad around to even t- ask about sex. So, I, of course, I would go to my mom for that. And I mean, I think going through an experience like that, you're, you kind of gain perspective. You're like, wait a second. Life is very Life is fleeting. Short. Yeah. So you can, you know, make sure, don't be like, yeah. Don't take little things too seriously and also, mm. you know, do something with your life then. And so we eventually you started your own YouTube channel. Yeah, I, I started a YouTube channel with trying to help other women who've gone through like a death or a divorce later in life. I wrote this book, A Cougar's Guide to Getting Your Ass Back Out There, which I'm going to give you a copy, Kate. Yes, that's <laughs> amazing. I'm so excited. Uh, basically, it's a self-help book and it's also... Um, more of like a, a little semi-autobiographical, but the beginning of what happened. So going back out there again in your 40s is a lot different than when you're in your 20s. And I thought I'd help other people because I couldn't find anything on the internet that really would address what I was talking about. You mostly like pick up artist stuff and and um, like other young 20-year-old women talking about like the game or whatever, how to be the wingman or wingwoman. And it's <laughs> like that didn't really work with me in yeah. my 40s. So anyway, I started my own channel for women. And guess what? No, got like 50 views on reinventing yourself after divorce and if I put something out about sex all of a sudden I got like hundreds of thousands of views so yeah. alright maybe not hundreds of thousands well, but thousands it, it turns out that the only people on YouTube that were watching her were these horny dudes <laughs> 18 to 35 hilarious yeah. which is the opposite of kind of like who you were in, in, like Those trying the to cubs, target right exactly. yeah. the cubs looking for the cougar yeah that's so funny so uh, anyway that's how I started you know interviewing porn stars because sex was really what 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 people are interested in sex sells sex sells so i figure if you can't beat them join them so i <laughs> i did and i can't beat them beat them off i was <laughs> in college yeah i was in college at the time and i she said she was starting this youtube channel to help women get back out there and i'm like this is phenomenal and then i'm <laughs> then starting to saw watch it, these like, videos i'm like what the fuck <laughs> is going on why is my mom talking about penis size with porn oh, stars and so funny. oral sex tips and so that's so, how I became a sexpert, so to speak. So she <laughs> she was doing this for a while. I started doing stand-up, which is how I first saw you. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't Do, even know that. No, I kind of moved away a little bit. Oh, from, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's just clowning now. I, I got into weirder That's cool. shit. Yeah. Clowning is cool. <laughs> he's fun. He's a clown. So, yeah. So then, so then I, but while I was doing stand-up, I started taking this book and trying to sell it to the audience, A Cougar's Guide to Getting Your Ass Back Out There. And like though any jokes involving my mom, it was like a gold mine. Mm. So I just was like starting to make whole sets about it, and then eventually made a video together, and then that created this podcast. I and mean, it's so funny that you guys sit down and talk about sex. It, thank you. And you were talking earlier, and then we cut to a break about uh, not being able to Pretty last much ejaculation. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, like just having that conversation with your mom, but. Also, I want to talk more about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> about premature um, ejaculation. Well, I just want to know, like, because I dated a guy who had 
the most beautiful, amazing dick. And we had such great chemistry, but this motherfucker could not last more than like a minute, no it, matter it's what. so we disappointing. Did. And he is not a guy that hasn't fucked a lot. I mean, he's famous. He's fucked a lot of hot women. I'm like, why can't he could last? He needs to get control of his dick. So th- there, I think there's some, <laughs> there are some solutions here. Never, well, I think the first for me was realizing that I can get up very quickly thereafter and then go for much long not much longer but sit, go but more again. than yeah go again see i'm always fine if you go again right but like some guys after 40 they're too lazy to go again but no yeah. one tells no one yeah. tells that yeah. to, oh, yeah. why to do you dudes? look at me like that like like i would know like that. you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that they're too lazy some of them just can't get it up again Oh, I never even thought of that. No, they, I, they, I, they're spent. They could, they're, they could go two days without being able to get it up oh, again. Gross. It's a recovery period. It's a <laughs> refractory period. No, really? Yeah, it doesn't get better either. Jeez. I'm just getting with forewarning you. Can you fix I, that? I've been with the 50 and 60. <laughs> it's called Viagra. Yeah. But could, they can't like they can't like work it out like a muscle like to make it stronger. Well, there you, you go. Can. Go ahead, Cam. Well, Cam, yeah, Cam explain. Cam, Cam has, our sponsor, the, Smiling Dick. <laughs> Mention code mom to get 20. What is it? Taco? 15%, 15% off. 15% off at smiling checkout. Smiling dick smiling is the name smiling of your sponsor. Yeah. Well, so here's the deal. I mean, it, they're getting a free advertisement on your, on your podcast. Yeah, you can sponsor mine too, smiling dick. It's a, <laughs> it's a vibrator for men that you use to, and it, it basically adds more stimulation while you're jerking off. So it's like kind of training a little bit. This is the idea behind that's it. That's hilarious. It's I'm, not like a regular vibrator that you and I would use, yeah. Kate. It's more of like a one that's molded to the actual dick. Right. It's, it's like it, it fits on the dick. Wow, it, like a like a like a not a ring, like a. Well, Cam knows more than I do. Yeah, I have not yeah, yeah. seen it actually. You haven't I, seen one. Uh, I'm still oh no, he showed me. I think you showed it to me. Yeah, to, he showed it to me. Do you have to put your dick in a mold like a mouthpiece and no, like no. make it make it in the microwave? It's a one size fits all situation. <laughs> no, but we did yeah. that too. That was clone a willy. We've done that. Clone a willy, clone a pussy. More sponsors. Oh Jesus god. Christ. Clone a pussy. Clone a willy too. I want to clone mine and put it on my uh coffee table like oh, an yeah. ashtray. Oh, you go to clonawilly.com. Enter promo code mom, 15% and, and off. Another 15% off. <laughs> We're sponsoring all these fucking <laughs> I got my clone a pussy I'll, somewhere hey, here. Don't yeah. please. Clone don't. a pussy. It's Hit me up too. I don't know Please where it went. Not, I think I lost my clone a pussy. I don't think that we should bring that up. I agree. Whose dick is that? Oh, that's that's <laughs> a, that's called Peacock Willie. Peacock Willie is a friend so of ours. She has a dick on her table. Also. I do. It's, it's, a, a it's gold. not just a it's dick. Gold. This is a massive gold dildo with a bow tie and eyes. It's not a dildo. It's his <laughs> yeah. paperweight. It has a bow tie on. We also have three lovely um, Buddhas. Buddhas that are you know giving a little Zen feel here. Uh-huh. It's a little contradictory <laughs> in some respects. I really like that that dick has a bow tie on it what about That's the googly just, eyes the eyes are cool but if a guy pulled out his dick and it was wearing a bow tie i'd be like special occasion sex yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is another cure for premature ejaculation okay tell no that just oh, putting the bow a bow tie, tie on your dick oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that was a bit. no okay, I, so there's, not a, there's not a perfect cure it, it basically usually psychological i think it is if you have sex with the same person no, time and time again it, you'll gain stamina um, and and the stop start technique is something that people often use, which is like you jerk off to the point of, at, like to your okay. edge three times. You're supposed to do it. I did a 21 day masturbation challenge. He wrote about it. If I you go to go to sexstuckwithmymom.com, you can read his blog for you, 30 21 days. Oh wow! You jerk off till you're about to come, and then you don't. Is that what you're saying? So in this case, I did. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I did not come. Right. Got it. But then with the smiling dick. No thing, porn either. It's a similar program. Huh. Anyway. 
there's there are some solutions out there. I the I think the ideal one would be like cognitive behavioral therapy, maybe. Although smiling dick. would be what? Sorry, cognitive behavioral <laughs> therapy. Oh, cognitive behavioral. Cam has done a lot of research. Yeah. Wow. Well, well that's it's good, but it's not like yeah. It makes it sound like this is something that's plaguing my life, which is not no. the case. No, but you have a podcast about sex. So right. the exactly. yeah, so it yeah, comes yeah, up. But I'm glad that so you're doing speak. that because it means you, you gotta, care. Someone's got to do the research. Some people don't <laughs> care. Yeah. If yeah. you're a guy and you have this problem and you don't want to fix it, you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, but well, you yeah, are. but they could easily just go down on you for a while, right? And that, then that's what I always recommend. No, it, it's not. It's not the same, <laughs> but but it will help over the. It'll help over me the, want you to fuck me longer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, it helps. It helps the wham bam thank you ma'am theory, which I went through a few times, which sucks. Oh God, no! I would murder a guy for that. If a guy doesn't get me off first. I'll just tell you this. I'm never fucking him ever again. I agree. Oh, you have to go first in the order. Yeah, she comes first. Of course, because once most guys, once they come, they're done they're unless done. they're really nice or mm. really like into women. Some guys are so into pleasing women, and those are the guys I love. I love those guys. The ones that compete with themselves. Oh, yeah. Like, let's see how many times I can get you. Oh, those oh. are the best. Yeah. That, yeah, that's a good thing. Be that guy. Yeah, be that guy. But if you <laughs> come and you're done and I didn't get off, and for me, I come easily, so I'd need like oh, five or lucky. six minimum. You are multi-orgasmic? So many, it's insane. Do you know how lucky that is? I'm like a one, one really? horse town there. To me, one it's like once, once the first one happens, it's like aftershocks. There's so many. And even after, like, it's weird, but even depending on the guy, like the guy we were talking about yeah. uh, on your podcast, like, even after he doesn't touch me for a few minutes, I'll still have a couple just like. Are you kidding? Damn. That is like seriously a gift. Really? Oh, yeah. Most women are not like that. I think it's psychological. For no, me. no, it's it's a gift. It is. I, I mean, I, part I, of it is teaching yourself to be able to do it, but it's a sensitivity down there. It's like a guy too. the same. You know, everyone is individual. I'm really sensitive I mean, really sensitive. Like the wind can blow and I can get turned Are you up. having an orgasm right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but She's I am. first for your podcast. Yeah, podcast. could you imagine? But I am, I am. But that I'm has like. happened to us, by the way. We've interviewed um, a phone, a phone sex, sex operator. Yeah. She came on the show. She came on the she show. She literally came on the show. It she was, was like, intense. get ready, Cam. And I'm. it was one of she, our most no, awkward moments she said, moments are you ever. ready, Cam? And I'm like, uh yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so weird. I, we're both, I don't know. We, luckily, we were not even the if, same Am girl. I ready? No, I'm looking at my mom on Skype right now. I'm not ready for <laughs> so you to we come. Were, we were recording oh my God. the three-way Skype session, okay, just to get it, because we were. In, I was in Chicago, he was in Los Angeles, and all of a sudden, she starts going off, and she's going to give, uh, she's going to make herself come. I did ask her, to be Oh, fair. you did? Yes, I did. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, part. that was a critical that's... part of the interview, <laughs> when I said, you said you come on shows, so... Are you, will you well, come then for you us? Get what you you asked. I know it just was way more intense than I anticipated. It was. It, it was, was. It's hearing someone. Come. How do you know it's real? Yeah, I know. It could have been it, fake. She. I mean, this I is her profession. Right? I made a video one time of like uh, it was like a back when Vine was around. It's really short, but it was basically just like phone sex operators and what you think they're doing and what they're really doing. Oh, that's, that's like, great. Yeah. Laying on the couch like potato chips. That all is. Over me so, oh my god, my that is such it's a funny video. You know what I mean? Like, it was not, it was, but that's how I imagine it in real life. Like, I imagine them they're like doing do, the laundry. Doing laundry and shit. Yeah. Yeah. You think they're, do you really think they're sticking three dildos up your ass? No. Do they're really, doing the fucking laundry. Also, like, I mean, they could literally say they look like anything. Oh. Anything. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, it could be my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, that raspy voice. It could be voice your grandpa. For all those cigarettes. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. Oh man. So, okay. So you ended up getting, you have a boyfriend now. Yeah. I've had a boyfriend for 10 years. We lived together. How did you meet that guy? I was in New York. I was traveling. I was visiting my daughter at college actually. And I went to a private party and we just kind of hit it off. And we, you know, it was a long distance for a while. Okay. And then in, he ended up moving to Chicago and then he moved with me to Los Angeles. So now we're still together. So how weird did he think it is that you do a sex podcast with your kid? <laughs> well, came afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. when I met him, I was just single right. and just, you know, just kind of doing, I don't even know if I was doing my YouTube channel at that point. Um, I think I was not. Oh, okay. Right. I, the timeline. That makes Time, sense. I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure of the timeline, but whatever. So then, so he he kind of has grown with the podcast and with the YouTube. Has channel. he been on it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Meet my boyfriend. Uh, yeah. He, he was on our podcast once, but, uh, uh, you know, it's just, we like to keep a little bit of privacy in our life. I mean, a little modicum of privacy. I've never had a guy on my podcast that I actually dated. Oh my God, no way. Because Cam has had several of his ex-lovers and really? sexual experiences. Well, the ones that are really emotionally involved with me, I don't usually have on the show. But he's had like a lot of his like casual sex yes. partners on the show or dates that that you'd never turn into sex, but were just really funny, awkward dates. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I've never done that. I've thought about having guys that I've hooked up with once or twice and I, it just, it's either not happened for whatever reason, or I don't want people to know I fucked that person. Yeah, we, got, we, we anonymously on your podcast, get that really hot guy that you've been fucking for five years or however long. Oh, me and him not. just, I don't know talk. though, because me and him, we fuck and then we fight. <gasps> Let's call him. Oh, uh, he would never, he would <laughs> kill me. The problem is with that dude is he just... He, I think, to be really honest, he's probably going to see this, but fuck him. He, I think he is a little, like, jealous of my Fame? career. Yeah. Oh, damn. Because he's in the same field. Yeah. And, but I just, you know. He's not Joey Diaz. Oh, God. Just kidding. No. Just kidding. No, no, Jeez. no. <laughs> well, I always feel like I just, everyone thinks that I fuck anybody in the business that I work with or that helps me, you know, like no one can imagine that I might actually just get things because I'm nice or talented. Like when it comes to like people in the business, you know, have asked me, you fuck Joey Diaz, Dice, Dom Herrera. I'm like, really? Come on. Like, of course not. Yeah. The truth is that when I do fuck comedians and I have, I've dated a few comedians, I never work with them purposely. Because I don't want people to think that's why we're fucking. Mm. You know, it's sad, though, because a woman would feel this way, but a man would maybe not. Literally, a male comedian could fuck every female comedian. I could have guys open for me and they could be like, oh, yeah, I eat Kate's pussy in the green room and she lets me open for her. And people would be like, good for you, bro. Like, it would never even be an issue. Wow. But with me... It's just because of what I do. That is wild. You know what I mean? Has it's someone crazy. eaten your pussy in the green room? No. Well, not anyone that's open for me. <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. But sure, yeah. I used to hook up with this one dude at all the comedy clubs in LA. It was kind of fun. I would be like, the only one I haven't hooked up at is the comedy store, but I did make out there recently. But I've never hooked up there. It was kind of hot. <laughs> sounds so freaking hot it was i don't know it was in the bathroom oh my god but wouldn't you be like exhausted not be able to go on your show if you're like i wasn't having seven orgasms which i'm so jealous of we didn't hook up we just made out a little we didn't hook up there i actually wasn't even trying to it just happened and i shouldn't even be talking about it because i'll probably get in trouble now they'll go back and watch security footage and figure it out (laughs) (laughs) anyway um so yeah but I don't know. It's just I can't keep hooking up with that guy because of that. Like literally yesterday, he was like, 
he was giving me shit about my career. He was like, I don't want to hear about your career. Just tell me you want to fuck me. And I was like, fuck you. You're oh, a piece of damn. Yeah. So the he sex must is be perfect. great in bed. Oh, sex is perfect. Is, oh. But see, it sounds like he's generous in bed. He is. It's the best. It's just, it's frustrating because when he, like when I'm not fucking him, he drives me insane. Yeah. Mm. But every moment that we're in, the same room together is just like all I can think about is sex. It's like a mind fog. Oh, damn. There's so much chemistry between us. It's, it's wild. Crazy. But anyway, it doesn't matter. You. Yeah, we're at 20. All yeah. right, cool. So you just tell me this, Cam. Yes. <laughs> so you're single. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, when did you lose your virginity? And has, did your mom know? Uh, I lost my virginity at 19. Okay. And of course I knew. You did? <laughs> It, it was a few days after. A few days after. It, it was, was a, you, it you was waited a, two days. Yes, I waited a few it. days, mother. It was Wait, a, a few days what? Before you after called me after me. happening. And then you called and told her? Of yeah. course. I, I, I probably was telling him to lose it like for two years before that. No way. Of course. <laughs> when she you, was pushing me to have sex with everyone I could ever, I looked I, at. I, at what point? When? Always. Be, listen, you would never buy a car without testing out a lot of models. That's oh my, my God, I say that on stage because the first guy I fucked, I married. But we didn't have we didn't have sex, so we were a huge married. Mistake. Trust me, I know. <laughs> I know. I love. Do you know that what guy. I'd love to do is bring on like the guy that I lost my virginity to. I'm really a, a big. To me, if you have a really good losing a virginity story, like a, if it really is good, you're gonna love sex for the rest of your life. Yeah, but how many people have great? Mine, I did. Mine was not great. I will do And yeah, I was it good? Necessarily Cam? love sex. Talk about it. Uh, <laughs> so to your point, my virginity. I think that. The notable thing is that uh, this was a friend of this was a friend of mine for a while, and then obviously I came extremely quickly the first time. <laughs> obviously, and Wait, why do you say course. obviously? And come on, it was the first time. I, I think most guys are is either yeah. like they, they pop off immediately or they can't get up at all. You weren't even insider yet. You put like the helmet in. You're like, <laughs> oops, it's over. It was a few <laughs> pumps. There were a few pumps, and then it was done. And she was like, Oh, that was great. She, was it good for you? She, she was was like, it her first time also, the no, chick? Oh, okay. No, no. And I also didn't tell her that it was my first time. So she was like, yeah, yeah, really? She no. goes, You fucking sucking bad. She bed. goes, Wait a minute. <laughs> what was that? Are you a virgin? And I said, not anymore. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> Shut up. No, yeah, that was it. And th and then she was she was like, oh, "Why didn't you tell me, Kim?" And I was like, "I what? That didn't come up. This was. I thought you knew. I don't know. It was just a variety." I of remember having this talk with you, and I was like, "You know what? You should <laughs> pretend like you're a virgin to like a lot of." Other I was girls. just gonna say that. <laughs> you know what? Great if you're a guy that ejaculates quickly, you should tell every new chick that you're a virgin <laughs> forever a until you're like forty, because then it's really no weird. Way. It's <laughs> so much worse. It's it, it, she was she was like not pleased that i didn't, hadn't told her ahead of time but yeah. but then she was fine and then she was like oh we should make this a good experience and i'm like all right well. were you guys dating or was it just like a chick you kind of knew how well, did I we were like halfway dating what does that mean I, it was like not a very serious thing but we were hanging out and casually yeah, dating. yeah 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 we Ugh, both liked each like other friends with benefits yeah that's how i loved the friends with benefits in college you don't have to have a boyfriend. You just have friends with benefits. I mean, I have had a few friends with benefits, but this is the problem. And you tell me what you think, because I really, really mean this. I've had a few friends that once we have sex, the guy always worries the girl will get weird. The girl will catch feelings or act different. It's always, in my experience, the guy that gets weird. Uh -huh. I don't even mean necessarily catch feelings, but they never act the same. 
ever in my experience they either yeah. only talk to you about sex after that there's no more friendship if you do try to act like you were before like friends with them they worry that it's dating or you have feelings or something or they just i don't know like i've had it a few times where i've been friends with someone and i hate to admit this but if i'm buzzed drunk or a little high and i hook up with a friend in my mind it's almost like it didn't happen like i remember <laughs> it but i never will yeah. have feelings i had this i had the same thing it was right? that's what i'm saying it, it, it's not feelings it's like uh, you can't just be friends with someone for a long time and not eventually like be in bed like just hanging around and then the next thing you know like you're just you're touch, fucking you're, you're touching each other and then it, whoa, 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 whoa i'm gonna stop right there you're not gonna stop with just a little touch, yeah. touchy feely thing you're gonna yeah. just come on let's just have sex what's the big fucking deal it's no big right. deal but then afterwards it's like uh oh now there's this thing we can't really see each other again well that's what i'm saying it's like for me it's happened now a few times and it frustrates me because the guys are never the same so, so can men and women just be friends without having sex I have a lot of guy friends I've never had sex with. Like what you're saying right now, actually, like I do have guy friends I, I haven't with because for me, like if that intense chemistry isn't there, even buzz, like I don't, I don't do it. But I will say, I don't know if men and women can actually be friends with benefits. I think once you fuck, the friendship part is never true friendship again until you stop fucking and one of you moves on hmm. it has ruined my friendships doesn't mean i don't like the guy but like for instance i have a buddy we've been friends forever we fucked twice the first time we had sex he got weird and every time <coughs> i'd hit him up to hang as a friend or whatever he wouldn't he wouldn't bite until the next time i'd see him out we'd both be buzzed again or partying and then we fucked again and he even said to me before are you gonna get weird what last time fuck? it last time it got weird it's called and projection he said you he said it and weird. i said you're the one that got weird yeah I, yeah he projected his feelings onto you yeah i go nothing's different on my end and guess what we fucked and after that he got so weird and i was like that's it we are never fucking again i was like you are driving me i was like because there was some but party. are you still friends with him now well that's the thing it's in a weird place right now because like a couple days later there was this party and I heard about it later and I go, why didn't you tell me about that party? Cause I knew he was there and he knows the kind of party I would go to. <laughs> he goes, well, I had a girl with me. I thought it'd be weird. I'm like, why? <laughs> We've been friends forever. Who well, gives you know it? what yeah, that yeah. is? That means that you need to have the talk. I tried. You just have he, like a talk even before you have sex. I think there's some people. I did. Yeah. I, I think and they just can't deal with it. When he said, will it get weird? I said, not for me. We can be friends. We can hang every once in a while. It and got weird for him. It did. Yeah, but that's always what happens. That's why I don't think you can really be friends with it's benefits. It's a whole one Harry Met Sally thing. I think it's very dependent on the person. For some people, sex means like a lot to them. For this guy, he clearly had, there's some emotion. There's some, there's, sex is tied with shit in his life, obviously. Something, as, as I guess. Mo, You know, so, but some people might be. But he fucks hookers too. Oh my God. So that this, might be easier for yes, him. Yes, yeah. Because he's, he's totally clear, devoid no of it. emotional he's connection. But that. maybe with with a friend, he's like, "Oh, what if this is becoming a relationship? Or what if you know?" Uh, yeah, you, maybe. So, but, and maybe but, he's worried about his own like feelings, like he might be attracted to you most emotionally and physically. So he might be like, "Oh, I'm getting attracted to her in both ways, and right. I'm scared about that." Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it might be Who his knows? own. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I said projection. He sounds like he's projecting his feelings he, onto he you. He could be scared of. Yeah, so you think though that you. I would say that. Pals with benefits can exist. Acquaintances <laughs> with benefits, but I don't think friends. Ah, 
not. That's my question. Can friends, true friends? I think it might be right because that's why I was saying like young. I was attracted to younger guys. I knew they're not going to be like a like really my true friend. It was mostly going to be a casual sex thing, and then that's you can just kind of like cut. You can be right? detached. Yeah, because friends is someone like I have guy friends that I'll text about other guys. I might come over if I'm upset, and they'll make me feel better. And, and we'll you don't be want to worry that they're going to mm-hmm. be friends. Yeah. That's very true. But could true. you fuck those people? And it stays like that? Nope. Because then it turns nope. into a relationship. Because they're such a good friend and, yeah, and they're going to bed. You, right? Why wouldn't it just turn into a relationship But then? for me, I can do it with certain guys. Because if I only fuck them, it's weird. But if I only have sex with someone, I'm telling you, when I'm drunk or a little high. Like if I do a little molly or something, like a party. <laughs> oh, a little molly. Whatever. I never party. did a little molly. Well, but, sometimes but like if you're high, yeah. certain friends will party. And then we'll have sex. To me, it doesn't count. It doesn't I, and count. A, I, a, you're in a different mindset. It's like you guys are yeah. different people. Molly, right. I mean, like with, you can fall in love with a freaking janitor. That's what I'm saying. But then for Wait, me, you that can't doesn't fall count. Love with no, I'm not like I just looked outside. I thought I saw a janitor. I love that you said a janitor. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no, no janitors like, out there, mom. <laughs> you know, I would fuck a janitor right now. Yeah. <laughs> if you're on Molly, you'd fuck that janitor. No, you know what I'm saying. It's just like you'd fuck. Almost anything if you're on Molly. Yeah, the way it's like sort of like MDMA, which is what I did in college. Oh, okay. Okay. It's not like I, I understand what that is. Yeah. <laughs> I guess what I, I mean is just. I've me, never done it though. For you're me, talking it, ecstasy, it right? It keeps me from having feelings. Like for oh. me, it keeps me from feeling the emotional attachment. So whenever I've had oh, sex so on something like that, the next day, it doesn't really feel like anything happened from the day. I mean, it, I know it. Because it was an out of body experience. Kind of. Yeah. I've had very different experiences on Molly where really? I fall completely in love and I'm like, oh, this is my soulmate. Even afterwards, this is this is the love of my life. I've seen her <laughs> real soul, and, and but we're never able to get back there because I'm like... You're never high with her again. Yeah, I'm, yes. Yeah. You don't do Molly every time you're together. Yes, yeah, you that's just the have problem. to stay. You have I to know, do Molly. Have to a Molly a day. State of enlightenment. No. Just say no. Just <laughs> to <laughs> drugs. Yes. And fucking you will on drugs. fall in love with people that you don't want to be falling in love that's with. That's what I think. That's what I was saying. That it just it seems like that, that's the, the reason. I'm the opposite. You don't fall in love with the people that you. You're, I mean, in the moment, it feels like love or whatever. Yeah. But the next day, I wake up and I go, oh, huh? Can't believe we did that. Got to go to work. That's it. Oh, and you're able to just walk on by like that? You can move past it? I mean, yeah, yeah. I think for the 99% of the time, if that, oh if it was like, but I'm just saying these are the times when that's it's how Quay, that's what That's how quaaludes were like. Oh my God, you are so funny. You and Joey Diaz with the quaaludes. Every time I see him, he's like, I would give this bitch a quaalude. We'd take a quaalude together. We, yeah. We would roofie each other. <laughs> that's what it was like though. It really was. It was like, oh, you do a quaalude? It's like anybody could be attractive. You know, You wa- I remember walking up to this, just a friend in a bar, and I like just did a quail, and I started making out with this guy. I'm like, what was I thinking? Just make out with a random guy that you're friends with because you're on a quaalude. Yeah, I it, mean. It's like all the great parts about being drunk without the without the after effects, the hangover and everything else. Don't do quaaludes, those guys. There. I don't it's even think they make they, them anymore. Well, if they did, I'd take they one. They don't, but I know there's people that have some in storage in certain storage units. Oh, around. damn. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. Don't go robbing don't, storage units And either. don't tell my mom about what those are. Don't tell me about that. Well, I'll hunt them down. No, oh you know God. what? they got to be terrible. I mean, they, they, they're I just skin, they, they, It's like from like 30 years ago or something. I don't know, man. The I haven't really things. tried one, to be honest. I really don't know. You're missing out. I'm afraid. No, Jesus. I don't think You're so. You're not going to get one. They're just, they don't make them anymore. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> You'll oh, believe me. she knows some shit. Oh, she knows some shit. I mean, I don't know. I I'm just, gonna hunt I you can't down. say anything No, here. okay, but whatever they are, they're not like the real things because I know they don't make those anymore. They don't. <laughs> Let's end this conversation. Anyway, all right. So, um, you know what? I don't want to, I wish I could keep going forever, but I, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to be late for my next thing. So here's the deal. Um, I got to have you guys, this is like a good swap episode, but I got to have you guys for like a full episode sometime. If you guys would be willing, let's do it. Willing, willing. To do as, long, as long as you bring a quaalude. Just um, kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know. I'll bring all kinds of stuff and we'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> your guys podcast. Well, I'm going to air your podcast on the second half of this podcast. It'll be like a, a swap cast. So the one that you guys just did with me. But before I do that, is there anything you guys want to plug? Where can people find you? Check us out wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, it's called Sex Talk with My Mom. You can also find us on Instagram at Sex Talk with My Mom. Mom. And uh, we have Patreon page, Sex Talk with My Mom. And we've got um, all kinds of uh, social media platforms that uh, have Sex Talk with My Mom associated. Except Twitter. That's Sex Talk Podcast. Oh, yes. Sex Talk Podcast on Twitter. And where are all the hot photos for my followers? Oh, that's to go? Karen Lee Love. Karen no, Lee Love. On Instagram, you're Karen Lee Poder. No, Karen oh, Lee Love. You, you Karen it. Lee Love on all platforms right now. Oh, good. Take our last name out of there. Karen Lee Love. And make sure you check out her book, A Cougar's Guide to Getting Your Ass Back Out There. That, that <laughs> Which I'm going to give you a signed copy after I the can't show. wait. Thank you. You guys are amazing. Oh, Thanks for doing thank this. You. Yes, thank you. And guys, listen to the next half, which is going to be an episode of Sex Talk with My Mom. Woohoo! Kate, welcome to the show. Woohoo! Thank you for having me. This is amazing. It's beautiful here. I really like it. It's good vibes in here. You have exposed cement right there, which makes <laughs> it feel like you're in a basement. Except <laughs> I know we're way above ground, so it's like it's, it's a great contrast. Yeah, for everybody, our studio is my second bedroom of my apartment. <laughs> you're it, so lucky that you have this in your house. It's and so easy. In unit laundry. In oh, unit yeah, laundry huge. is freaking key. Oh, I want to just move in. Can I live in that closet? <laughs> I, you know what? I was thinking that you might say that when you came here. And yes, as long as you're neat. The, oh, the one thing that makes it a little awkward, though, recording in your apartment building is that I have to get in the car with all of our guests bef into their car. That was my fault, though, because I wasn't prepared. No, no, this that's, happens that's with everyone, we though. Do it. That's it's how we do it. That's how we do it. It's just be like, oh, I'm about to jump into your this stranger's car. I've jumped into cars. I like it. It's fun. <laughs> Takes, I've jumped into strangers' cars yeah. too. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Jumping into cars is fun. It's a new experience for me. Yeah. I mean, nowadays we all jump into strangers' cars constantly. Uber. It's called Uber. I know yeah. Uber is just like really. That's it's the weirdest game thing changer, ever. isn't yeah. it? It's like all of a sudden you're talking to strangers, and it's. I think it's helpful. I think it's it's great in a way, but it's also like it's so creepy sometimes too. Like I don't know about you, but I've had I got an Uber the other night, and the driver was like. Was that your boyfriend? The guy I was talking to before I got in. And yeah. I was like, why? He was like, I think I know him. Oh, my God. What the and fuck? And I was like, no, it's, it's not my boyfriend. And he was like, who is he? And oh I was like, God. this is really invasive. Very <laughs> invasive. And I get invasive on, with my Uber drivers all the time. For some reason, I feel the need to ask Uber or Lyft drivers. I'm not, I'm, I'm not picky. I ask them the same question. Has anyone ever had sex in your Uber or Lyft? Literally, I get the funniest answers. They must all say yes. No. Or do they go, what counts as sex? Uh, I get, I <laughs> yeah, get the crazy. <laughs> I get like, uh, not yet, but I hope so. You know, crazy stuff. And they probably think you're offering. Like, they why? do. You they kind of get the wrong impression. So I, one guy says, I want to take you back to India with me. I'm like, okay, that's not going to happen. That's why, hilarious. Why do you provoke them like this? I'm this curious. <laughs> that's actually a really, I Is mean, it? but I would kind of, I never thought I about that. I record it too. 
See, I always wonder if it's legal to record them. I ask them. Oh, you ask permission? Is it okay if I record <laughs> this conversation? And I don't, they I don't go really off do that. It. <laughs> These are There's very awkward Uber, Uber rides with my mom. I mean, <laughs> awkward Uber rides with my mom should be a spin off podcast. I wanted to be. It's like Seinfeld and Cars type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be an cars. Uber driver at one point so I could put a GoPro in there and yes. just and record my conversations with my passengers mm-hmm. and get them to That's sign what off. That's talking about. Yeah. It's and like real sex on HBO or something. They won't let you. I contacted oh, really? both companies, really? Lyft and Uber, and See, they were like, like yeah, because. Great minds think alike. Because imagine if you hit someone while you're driving the Uber. Oh, yeah. Because oh. yeah. you're Oops. recording the conversation. That would be so great content. Great content. Could you imagine? No, my boyfriend yeah. had this idea because he's like Mr. Chatty Kathy, like our Chatty Ken. He would literally like to drive in as a passenger in an Uber across the United States, Uber across America, just talking to people as they get in and out of the Uber pools. As a as a passenger. Yes. Oh, Uber pool. That's genius. You shouldn't talk about that on here because someone's going to steal that. <laughs> right. Okay. Anyway, on with our show. On with the show. Yeah, so sidetracked us now. So you do you do stand up comedy? I do. I saw you first perform like four years ago. That's so wild. Where at? It was like somewhere in Santa Monica. It was West like, Side, maybe. Yeah. It, it was actually like an, I. I don't Four know. years ago. Yeah. God, I must have been really bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> you no, no, I, I thought you were great. That. I still oh, remember you. So you. it was great. It was, I think it was like an Irish pub or something like that. Probably. I mean, I would go up literally anywhere when I started, like a garage, a rooftop, like a party. People would be like, I heard you're a comedian. I'd be like, everyone sit down. <laughs> were you always funny, like during like high school and grammar school? Were you the class clown or anything like that? I was always a performer. Former, like even as a little kid, but I wasn't always funny. But I remember, uh, like, I my parents, my parents. It was like a really ugly divorce situation in my house. There was a lot of fighting, and I remember always trying to be like, like comic relief as a kid, like oh, always wow. coming in the room and trying to like make jokes about what they were fighting about to calm <laughs> them down. Like even in like first grade, I remember because my, you want to deflect the from the. Attention! It's exactly. a great call, exactly. and a lot of kids do that. I have a master's in school social work. Yeah, so I know that a lot of kids would do that. They would try to do things, even bad, bad stuff, to get attention, so that the fighting would stop. But she's yeah. doing stand-up routines. Yeah, about their arguments, and and <laughs> also like you know how ugly I shouldn't say ugly, but you know how a lot of guys say like I couldn't get girls, so I learned to be funny. I swear to God, people don't believe me. I've got to put pictures up. I was so made fun of growing up like I was not cute I wasn't girly oh my god for our listeners and youtubers that are seeing her she's gorgeous well thank you and like a phenomenal body I mean like and and confident about it well thank you but I swear to you I wasn't I really really wasn't like I really didn't get kind of cute to the last 10 years I really think that (laughs) I swear to god I swear to god just like I learned how to do makeup and get in shape and kind of like you move to LA you get I mean, I was, not, no joke, flat chest, unibrow, mullet, bad teeth, like just not cute. So all my friends who would get attention from guys, I was like, I got to be funnier than them. I swear that's, that's what it was. too. And that's why I got funny, to get more popular. Wow. So actually, I was, I was with a group of people and I was like, oh, this girl's coming on the show. Do you, have, do you guys have any questions for her? And one of them was like, wait a minute. Ugly guys are usually what you find in stand-up comedy clubs, right? Well, yeah, I mean, sometimes. <laughs> and, and, and it's mainly You mean on stage or in the on audience? On stage. Oh. And, and he, this, is his, this is his theory. He was like, most stand-ups that you see are going to be these heinous-looking dudes who had to develop yeah. 
like a sense of humor because they had nothing. No one else wanted to chat with them. Especially self-deprecating humor. Yes. And so he's like, so why is she, you know, how did she become funny? How did, you know, like, how did this all happen? Now, granted, I know a lot of funny women who are extremely attractive, and I don't think they're mutual exclusive. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But, yeah. Bonnie McFarland, I don't know if you know who she is. She's a really funny comedian. She's married to another, Rich Voss, who's another, like, hilarious comic. But on their podcast, they do, like, a husband-wife podcast. She said, like, Rich was like, man, I met this girl just a while ago. He's like, I met this girl, Kate. You wouldn't believe it. She's cute. And she killed. She was really funny. And Bonnie goes, she had to have been molested. Oh, it was, my God. It was so funny. But, I mean, like, that's that's the thing is, like, people assume that you have to either have had some crazy Tragedy. trauma yeah. or you were. But the truth is, it's just, I think, you know, I didn't grow up, like, one, I wasn't that cute, and First, in your Midwest, right? Because we. I'm from some, Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Where you, you guys do? Well, Chicago. no, Chicago, and I know you spent oh. time in Chicago at school. I did my yeah. research. Yeah, I went to college in Chicago. I love Chicago, but also, my family. We lived in like a wealthy community, but we weren't wealthy at all. We were like the poor family in the wealthy community. Because once my parents split up. My dad quit paying child support for a while because he just quit his job. So my mom was trying to keep us in everything we were doing, but with no money. Mm. So it just became like, I think I always felt like I had to like find other ways to be accepted. I think that's really what it was. And just funny was the easiest, but I would get in trouble. Like in middle school and high school, my way of being funny would be to make fun of teachers. So oh. I really would roast. I would be in class and roast, roast teachers. But I, I swear. You know, I could see you have no fear type. Of, I mean, I saw you with uh, Joey Diaz. Uh, Is that his name? Yeah. I'm doing his show tomorrow. Okay. I watched how you acted with him and I was thinking to myself, I'd be scared shitless because I, I, I must the have same a, thing. I must have an authority thing because I'm scared of cops and I'm scared of. Uh, he seems very intimidating. He's to so me. intimidating. And what? you're like really? throwing a right back at him. <laughs> no fear whatsoever. I don't know, man. I mean, I was never intimidated by him, but I think it's because I didn't really know who he was so much. Like I knew who he was, but I didn't really know his whole deal when I first talked to him. He called me. This is the best story, actually. I used to do these photos. I don't know if you guys saw them called In a Bikini. It was like a series. I haven't done one in a long time. But what I would do is I would wear a bikini and I would go places that you shouldn't be in a bikini like everyone else isn't. Like, like jury stage, duty. Right? Like jury duty. No, oh, I mean, jury duty? I, I did that eventually, but like a hospital or something. Right. And I would just walk down the hallway, pushing like a gurney, like totally act like I was just, it was normal, not act weird. And I would have someone follow me and take photos and the photos wouldn't, the point wasn't to be sexy. It was to get people's reactions to what I was doing. And Cam, you uh, love this because it's clowning. This is tremendous. It's a Cam does. Yeah. I was, funny. I, you do? I don't. Not bathing suits, but weird but Maybe shit like I that. should do that. See, this and. This is a great idea. Well, I mean, <laughs> the reason I started doing it was because when I started doing stand-up, everyone was like, you can't still post hot photos because I was still doing hot girl stuff like fitness modeling and stuff oh. right so Joey called me one day I'll never forget I didn't really know who he was but he doesn't know that but he called me on the phone he's like Kate Quigley Joey Diaz he's like <laughs> I just want to tell you that shit you're doing don't quit that bikini shit is so funny my wife and I we sit around oh, wait we he's laugh. married oh yeah his wife is dope he has a little girl too she's five oh, my so God. he's like we sit around we laugh at that. It is hilarious. Oh. You're a savage. Don't you listen to nobody that tells I love you to that stop. advice. And then he was like, I know you're not from here. If 
you ever need a family, you come have dinner with us. Wow. That's how he is for oh, real. Damn. And I'm getting chills saying it because it was like the way he did it, I knew right away. It wasn't sexual. He wasn't hitting on me. He invited me to meet his family. He told me how much his wife loved me. And he was once Joey was on my side and was like, I got you. It changed everything for me because people were like, oh, well, Joey respects her, I guess. <laughs> Maybe. Damn, that's cool. Yeah, but he's always been like, it's always been like that between us. So I guess from the beginning, I was just like, this guy is yeah. like, is like a real deal. Yeah. You know? I, yeah, I guess it could, from what I saw, it was just a, it was a podcast episode and I was thinking, my God, the way they talk to each other, I'd be scared shitless. <laughs> well, like he's, he's raunchy as fuck. Totally. But, but he's that kind of conservative. I got, well, he's when he raunchy. was talking about like, well, I wouldn't, why would we do anal? Anal, would, it'd be like, oh, I wouldn't want to do anal. I mean, he's like, I noticed that the stuff he was saying was kind <laughs> of like, kind of, I want to. I don't want to say vanilla, but a bit sure. vanilla. Yes, it was vanilla. No, no. <laughs> You're no. calling him out as vanilla. No. I'm calling Joey no Diaz out as vanilla. No way. I can't wait to tell him about this you tomorrow. Can tell oh him. You can no, tell no, him. we will on the podcast because he was just telling me some story. I don't. I, he's gonna kill me probably, but he was just telling me a story about like coming on a spoon and feeding it. To oh somebody. my god, that was uh, not vanilla. I was okay. like, why haven't you told that on the podcast? It's crazy. That is. Hilarious. I don't know. He was. He was like freaking out about something but i, I mean know. he i can see why he would be intimidating and there was like one time we were on the road together and i disagreed with him on something and it got so intense so fast i was like you're right you're right, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. but i, I mean I, he has a presence I, well yeah i it mean feels he like does tony soprano sitting there. yes yes like, that's like, what it is that's why maybe that's come why down got, on me yes that's why i would have been yeah. scared because yeah. i was scared of tony soprano too i was <laughs> nervous the first time i did his podcast i do remember that but the thing is that the difference between him, I was just talking about this, and like I've worked with Dice before, Andrew oh, Dice. I'm scared of him too. Well, the difference is it's hard to explain, and I love both, but like Joey, despite how dirty he is and everything, there's like also this message of like love and support. Like, like Joey calls it church. Like his podcast is the church. What's happening now? And he calls it church family, and it really feels like that to the point where when I go on the road, mm. I'll be in other cities. People will message me and be like, hey, I'm church fam if you need anything. Oh, wow. And that's what they mean. Damn. And it's just, it, Dice's audiences are just, they're just like filthy. Like, we love filth. Yeah. Where Joey's are like, we like dirty jokes, but we also, it's like a different warmth. Mm. It's weird. It's hard to explain. I'm glad you said that. Because mm -hmm. I like was watching going, oh my God, I'd be so scared to be on that show. Well, I mean, nah, because he's, I've heard, I don't watch his show all the time, but I've heard that it's different when I'm on, but we have like some kind of funny, cause he's, the funny thing is he'll, he'll talk about that stuff on his side. He'll sit on the table and he'll talk about the dirtiest shit you ever heard. But then when I start talking about it, he gets like bright red and maybe, th maybe oh that's God. what, maybe that's how I got that impression that he was kind of vanilla. Cause I only saw it like that. You're, maybe not, like I saw something you might not be you might be like the uh like the daughter that you know the elder daughter for but, him or something I mean I, I don't think it's like a daughter thing I think it's just like maybe more like a sister or best friend yeah. like it's funny because I do it on purpose now <laughs> to to fuck with him you know what I mean like I try to go a little dirtier than I even normally would because so, I like okay, to watch that, him squirm that's what I picked up on. and Lee his producer the sidekick yeah kid I mean, he's so like weird around women that like last time I went, I think 
I wore a really short skirt or something just to like fuck with Lee because he gets nervous. Oh my God. Well, you have some balls though. I saw your, like, you hosted the AVN 2016. Yeah. I mean, that must have been kind of cool too. That was really fun. I had no idea what it what it would be. Yeah, you were telling me you didn't have any clue who these porn stars even were before. Not at all. So when they asked you, were you like, uh, I didn't okay. even know what the AVN awards were. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I had no idea. It, actually, I found out the year before because they were thinking of using me for some red carpet stuff, like whatever, the red carpet interviews. And then I think they decided to use porn people for that. And I was like, all right, whatever. I, I forgot about it. And then I was in Ventura performing after the show. These guys were like, hey, uh, we came out. So-and-so sent us here. We want you to host the AVN Awards. And I seriously was like, I don't, I don't remember. That's the porn thing. I don't oh. know. <laughs> and I was anxious to do it because I did my Playboy TV show already. And I was just nervous it would be too much adult. And as mm. much as I support that, I also like want to do a, i want to want to be I more wanna, mainstream yeah. yeah you're like am i getting sucked into this porn community see i got sucked into the porn community <laughs> I did, did you do, did yeah. you do porn no oh no but the but i did i do a youtube channel and the, during you know i've interviewed a lot of porn stars because that sex is interesting it is and i mean the thing is it's like it's a weird balance though because i well, when I told him I would do it, what I said, this is the truth. I said, I will do it, but I want to do it from my own point of view, meaning yeah. I want to do it like someone that doesn't know a whole oh, lot about great. this and is a little more innocent. And but it you were super clean. funny, though. You you were funny, though, because you said something about, oh, I watch porn, my, my husband or boyfriend didn't or something like that. It was very funny. Thank you. It's so funny because I still do some of those jokes every once in a while when I'm on the rogues. I like them so much. Someone that bit about when you see a porn star in public and they're your favorite, yeah, yeah. you know, like actor and you don't know what to do is like still a bit. I do. Oh, I, wait, Cam doesn't know. Keep going. Uh, something like <laughs> I, I just I one. just said, like, it's weird if you it, porn is becoming so mainstream now that the porn stars are just like any other famous person. But mm. it's weird because if you see them in public, you can't really yeah, acknowledge awesome. it. Like, what do you like? You go up to me like, can I get a picture with you? <laughs> yeah. No, down here. Put your dick on my shoulder. Like, pretend it's a bear. <laughs> like, you can't do that. But uh, it's just I don't know. That whole thing was bizarre, but it was fun. The thing is, I love porn stars. I do too. They're so, you know why? Because they're open-minded. They're free. So, they're yeah. so cool. Yeah. They don't judge you. Right. They're that, fun. That's how I went down that road. Because yeah. I really like people that just have no like inhibitions no and love sex. Yeah. They don't, I mean, people think, oh, they have to do it because, you know, I got a family in, you know, Taiwan. They have to support it. No, most, most of the ones that I've interviewed love doing it for the sake of doing it. They love what they're doing. A lot of them do. And I mean, the thing is, too, that people don't realize is that if you ever are on a porn set, it's no different from shooting any other, like, film. So you've I mean, been on a porn set? Oh, yeah, I've been on them a lot because when I did my Playboy TV show a couple oh, right. of times, we would shoot on porn oh, sets okay, for okay. different things. But one time there was a storyboard. I will never forget. There's a porn storyboard with like stick figures of the different shots and scenes. <laughs> oh, my God. And it was just so surreal because I'm like, it's not what people think. It's so not sexy when you're there watching. It's really not. And it's, it's actually really difficult, especially for the men, 
to keep that heart on for like, can you imagine, Kim, you got to keep a heart on for like 45 minutes straight. I think they use a lot of... As long as it's not touching anything, it would work. I think it'd be fine I can't imagine Cam as a porn star. That's what I'm saying. Thank you. Well, you probably shouldn't. Yeah, thank you for not (laughs) trying. I don't know why you are trying. Thank God. That would be creepy. You guys would have to end this podcast immediately. No, because of the the other issue, which is like he's always, he's openly talking about some issues that he's had, you know, with like getting excited. I quicker than I want to sometimes. (laughs) She she Uh, makes fun of me for this. I don't make fun of him, but just we've kind of like talked about it a lot. Every guy comes quicker than he wants to sometimes. Well, most of the time. It depends. <laughs> I've worked through it. We're, we're good. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think this is actually a great time for a quick <laughs> commercial, commercial break. <laughs> and we're back with Kate Quigley. Hello. Um, <laughs> hello. So I, I, meant, I made that comment earlier about like this guy saying like, hey, this, it's weird to see, or it's like this is unusual to see an attractive person doing stand-up. So... First of all, what is your initial response to that? Is this guy a douchebag? Is, is, no. Is that, is that a thing you hear a lot? Yeah, it used to be a lot more that I would hear that because I feel like there's so many more attractive people doing stand-up now, men and women. There's so many. Yeah, yeah. But also, like, there always were attractive men in stand-up, I think, like Dane Cook. Mm-hmm. I mean, Letterman, when he was younger, was cute. Not saying he's not cute now with the Amish beard and everything he's got. But God. But I mean, like. Jay Leno, I guess. I mean, Jay, I don't know. I guess it depends on your type. But I'm just saying, like, it's not like there were never. I mean, Kevin Hart is cute. Yeah. I, you know so what I mean? these are all men. So, like, I, I oh, imagine women, a lot of our listeners are going to be like, what the fuck, Cam? You don't think women can be. Hot women can be funny? And th- that seems like a very. Uh, shitty statement and that is not what i'm saying but well, i could imagine it has evolved it i guess it has the evolved. hot women were funny they were just acting lucille ball oh yeah yeah, yeah. i mean well if you watch is, i'm dying up here that's the like they do the whole evolution of the female that comic very interesting yeah so yeah how how does your comedy life affect your sex life <laughs> a lot <laughs> well that's on me though it wouldn't have to if I didn't let it. So how do you let it? I mean, what I mean is like, um, I'm very open talking about my love life and my sex life and my dating life on my podcast and on stage. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, it it scares a lot of guys. That's intimidating. Do you tell people oh, right yeah. away, just so you know, like the people that don't know your comic, you meet them in a bar, you say right away, um... I do stand up and I may be talking about how I gave you a head tonight. <laughs> no, I definitely it's don't assumed. do that. It's I don't assumed. do that. It's very rare for me to meet someone that doesn't know what I do at this point. And I don't mean because they recognize me. I mean because I don't go out a lot just like, I wish I did, but I don't have a lot of time to just go out to a bar and meet new people. Usually if I actually have a free night. I but even like if friends. you go on Tinder or something and they don't know who you are. Are you um, on Tinder? I don't go on Tinder because... Uh, no, I don't go on Tinder. I'm on it, but I don't use that at this point. I'll tell you why. This is going to sound maybe arrogant. I hope it doesn't. But the reason is because anyone I meet on any social, I mean, on any dating app is going to go look me up on true. social media. Yo, that's true. That's and true. it immediately brings up a billion questions I have to answer <laughs> I don't want to. Or they assume things based on my public brand that isn't necessarily true. Like, for instance... I love sex. I'm a freak. I like dirty sex. I like threesomes. I like the fucking alleys. I like all kinds of shit. But I'm not promiscuous. I'm very selective. So, like, 
people assume because I talk so openly about sex that I'm easy mm. or that I don't want to date you. So right away, they look at my Instagram, they see my podcast. I've had guys that I've dated. And because of that, I sometimes make guys wait longer than I probably would oh, if it wasn't the case because I want them to see what I'm really like. And I've had guys, even after that, when we finally do have sex, at some point be like, well, you know, if you don't want guys to think you're just a good time, you should probably change the way you dress, change your Instagram. Ooh, change. Oh, wow. And I would like say, fuck you very much. I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why, like, it, it's hard to, because you know how you were saying when you get in an Uber, you ask mm-hmm. the Uber driver the same question. When I go out with someone that doesn't know much about comedy or the business, it's like doing a podcast. They ask all the same questions. We, we get that a lot, though. We get, the, and I even get that with my own boyfriend who I've been with for 10 years. He doesn't sometimes understand the boundary lines because really, where are they? Are you, are you, you're saying like, oh, you talk about this in the podcast, so why can't I t- ask you this? Yes, he doesn't sometimes know. Like, he doesn't know where to draw the line with us. <laughs> yeah. Know? Like, even a great example. Like, I do a joke on stage where I basically talk about the Me Too movement, and the joke is just basically, I mean, I don't want to do my bit on here because then it's out there, but, like, I basically just do a joke saying how, you know, assault is terrible, but some of the stories, like, jerking off in a plant and you end up with an Oscar, I'm like, I would watch you guys jerk off for a Chipotle gift certificate or whatever, <laughs> right? Like, it's a joke, a total joke. But people come up to me after shows sometimes and be like, hey, are you serious? You can, I'll give you 100 bucks to watch me jerk off. And I'm like, are you fucking for real? It's clearly it's a joke, but then at the same time, it's like you can't get too mad at them because you are saying the joke. Yeah. What about that doctor did joke you, you did? The boob job joke? Yeah. Um, what about Was it? that true? Well, kind of. Like, I really did meet a guy who was like, I'll suck on the other one to make him even. He wasn't <laughs> a surgeon, but it just it fit better for the it joke. It was a great joke. Thank you. They don't know what. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. find it on YouTube. <laughs> So do you feel in like with all this Me Too stuff and like the crazy, especially in within comedy, there's some crazy shit going on with regard to sex. So is it, does this shape, does it, do you feel a little more restricted in what you can talk about on stage? Or are you like, ooh, what if the audience thinks this? Or no, you don't give a fuck. No. I, I love care. that you don't give a fuck. I don't care. I used to care about way too much. I mean, I used to care what everybody thought of me on a personal level, on a respect level, audience. And then I finally realized I just talk about what I care about, meaning whatever I think about the Me Too movement, my most real honest opinion is what I'm going to give. And if you don't like it, it's okay. Find somebody you like better. Mm. Leave. I don't care. You're not my audience. That's fine. You give zero fucks, and that's our manifesto. It's because I don't. It's you it know is. What I think it is. It's because it's, people don't believe this, but I have been through a point in my life where I was making a lot of money. I had a husband. I feel like I was kind of living the American dream. I had a place, had a lot of money. I was traveling the world. I had a husband, but I wasn't fulfilled. Like I didn't hadn't found like what makes me really tick, and then I found it, and then I made way less money. But I was way happier. That's the definition of success. Yeah. And I just realized that I am not motivated by money or things. I'm really not. You come to my house, I have like 10 pairs of shoes, like total. Like I'm not a thing. Like I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. I had the same thing you did. Unfortunately, um, Cam's father and my husband passed away. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, but 
it's like my current boyfriend's like, I, I can't wait to buy you a big house. I'm like, I don't want a big house. I don't want to be taking care of any big house. Yeah, he said the same thing to me. I'm like, what the what? fuck? Why the I have f- no desire for, I, I wear the crappy clothes. I mean, they look nice, but they're not designer. I, I know well, you're beautiful, so you can wear whatever you want. <laughs> well, I can say the same about you. Well, but thank you. The point is that it, it just, like, I can be with my friends, and they're like, oh, I can't wait to go to this Hermes store. I'm like, what? what? I don't even know how to pronounce Hermes. I'm the same way. It's like, it's weird because, now, I will say, I wouldn't move into a bigger house, maybe Maybe I'd cha- maybe I would get a condo at the beach in, in Venice or something instead of Hollywood. Like, no, no, no. I agree you know with what that. I mean. Like I maybe, but it's because lifestyle. It's because I yeah. like the beach. It's not because I want a nicer place or a bigger. It's not for image. Yeah, I just. I've it's never, for comfort. It's for I've comfort. I've never been driven by that, and I've never been driven by when I was young, very young, like a kid. I thought, oh, I want to be famous, and now, like, I have friends who are so famous and just as miserable as anyone else yeah, I know more miserable yeah and it's like but I also have friends that are famous that it doesn't affect them and you'd never know they were famous and mm. like so I think it's really like it's not about any of that shit it's just about doing what makes you happy and that's why if someone doesn't like me at this point I go that's cool I have this if this is the most I ever get in life I'm like I've gotten a lot you know mm-hmm. what I mean I'm so impressed because it literally took me over 50 to get to that philosophy which is still better than most of 90% of my friends. They still haven't gotten there. And you're doing it at your age. I don't even know how old you are. I'm 35. I mean, amazing. And Cam's Cam's younger than you, and he already gets it. I don't know if it's even, because I don't think it's age. I think it's life experience. It is. It's just you went through that. You lost your father. Like, going through the divorce was, like, really traumatic. Like, I think when you go through something like that, sometimes it really makes you wiser. Like, you learn. Like, it changes you, you know? Yeah, I've often said that... That is like, it, it is so, going through like a serious trauma or tragedy is like so groundbreaking and, and like mind opening that I will find myself attracted to people who, without even knowing their backstory, I'm like, oh, there's the depth there that can it's only amazing. come through deep suffering. When my husband passed away, I only, this is, I don't even know if I told you this, uh, Cam, but I would for whatever reason, find younger guys that may, that was mostly because I knew there was nothing serious that's going to really happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're much younger, but they all had like a deceased parent. Huh. Interesting. So that's like, and you wouldn't even know. I did not know. Well, there's, they say there's so much science behind stuff like that yeah. in chemistry. Like, like, um, I feel it now. There's a guy. I just slept with him the other night. <laughs> Such a piece of shit. Was he good in bed though? Oh, he's the best. We're the best <laughs> together. That's why. But the thing is, it took me so long to realize, but this guy, we've been hooking up for five or six years, like pretty much five, I think five years, like since almost right after my divorce, right? It's always on and off. We dated for a little bit. We couldn't be together because, I mean, I had my issues back then because I was very young in dating and I was like too jealous, whatever. But he is still psycho jealous to the point of like, pays attention to every person that comments and oh, all my stuff and everything he hears he believes so we could never date but we have the sex is so insanely good that every time i see him no matter how much i'm like i'm never fucking him again i'll just see him somewhere <laughs> and be like oh but it's weird because i was i was actually telling joey diaz that i was laying in bed next to him he doesn't even have to touch me if our arms are like this close together i can feel oh the energy between us right and i started thinking because i read a book not that long ago and it was talking about that energy yeah it's hard to describe it's a chemistry it's chemical but it was this book was saying 
it's psychological that when mm. you are around someone that innately your psyche knows this person is toxic like this person fills some void mm. that is missing in your life so like i started thinking it's so true with that guy because that guy is basically my dad i mean personality wise like there's so many like things. narcissistic well, no, he's just, I mean, you know, you my know. dad will get so mad at me for saying this. Stuff, what like, are you calling your dad out for being narcissistic? <laughs> you don't know no, the I just, dad. Well, I don't, I don't know what you no, mean by No, like, like, I mean, my dad, like, uh, is, for one thing, he's an addict, but he's um, on and off. And so is this guy. But on a deeper level, like, I mean, my dad would not show up for things he said he would show up for. And this guy, this guy turned out to be very much like my father, but I never could have known at the beginning. But the book says mm. when you feel that kind of intensity immediately, which I did with him, that it's a sign that that person won't be a good match for you dating wise. Oh, wow. Great sex. Great sex. But like, I, and it doesn't, is he that good looking or are you just like, okay. he, this guy's really, really good looking, but he's short. <laughs> short. He's not like, he's not like if you saw him in a bar, maybe immediately you would go to him. But like, he's, he is hot. I'm not going to lie. His body's good. He's a little short, but everything Is he else. funny? Yeah, he's really funny. He's really talented. It's all he's sexy. He's charming. Yeah, yeah. He's got it all. Yeah. But it's just what I'm saying is you with those young guys. Yeah, that, there's something there that your psyche knows. I think it was like I, I had this need to nurture, and they had the need to be nurtured, maybe or something. Yeah, something along those. And lines. you just I don't do know. Do you agree, Mom, with the idea that like if you find someone really enticing right off the bat, then it's an indicator not to go towards them. Hmm. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Moving on. <laughs> for, for, for me, it's weird because it's only happened in my life a handful of times that I would meet a guy and just want to fuck him so badly that I could feel it or be like the last guy that I dated dated that ended up being like the worst decision dating wise in my life. I will never forget the first night I met him. We hugged. I felt like, oh, I just want to cuddle this guy. I just oh, want to cuddle him. I didn't want to fuck him. I was like, I just want to put yeah. my head on him and cuddle him. And he ended up being the biggest Dude. sociopath. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not yeah. exaggerating. So yeah. I'm like, that's me. I'm attracted to that. It's crazy. To, to insanity. Well, yes. I think that there's a, sometimes you're attracted to drama, too. And I think I'm attracted to drama. I'm attracted to risk takers. I kind of think I know what my type is. I also knew when I was with certain guys that just having sex... They were such assholes, and I knew there's no way I ever want to be with this guy. But I might as well have sex with him because he's good and bad, and he's attractive, and he's got that. See, I'm attracted to that a narcissist sexually, but not in a relationship. See, it's weird for me because the guys that I've just had sex with, no matter how hot they are and how good they are in bed, it'll never be quite as good. Like I, I hooked up with this porn guy. Uh, I've hooked up with a few porn stars. But oh, I, oh, I, man. oh, everyone I, knows I this about that. me. Everyone knows this about me. I tried to date one. That Derek, was a disaster. Derek, the first name? Uh, I'm not telling who it was, oh. but I've never told who it was. But uh, he's not who I'm talking about. Oh, okay. But I, there was one that we would hook up, and the guy is so good in bed. I mean, if I, he's perfect technique wise. Perfect. Just exactly what I like in every aspect, but there was always something that didn't make me go like, "Ooh, like I'm mm, so into it." Because he's acting. I, I mean, a little maybe, but like I think it's because if I don't have some kind of like actual feeling of wanting to date you, 
I don't know. I, I think I can't get us turned on. Yeah, this is it. This has been coming up for the past 29 years for me. But um, <laughs> this, <laughs> and he's 29. This, this is the hardest thing in the world to. I think, especially guys, are like told, "Yeah, you should just be wanting to fuck anything." Like, you, unless unless you're like a cock, right? Like right. most. <laughs> That's like the general social idea, and the I'm fuckboy phenomena. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. no, no. If there's not an emotional connection, what are we doing here? What? I mean, yeah. We're just fucking. It's it's like such a a finite game. Like I'm, we're gonna. There's gonna be a, an ejaculation, and that's it. What, <laughs> and it might be quick. And it might be very quick in certain situations. Yeah, I've never just had sex though with anybody that I didn't at least like. Even if it was someone I fucked the first night, at least we talked for a few hours I had, there had to be something yeah, i felt yeah. like some kind of I, I i'm like must be a, a slut or something because i didn't have to have the two-hour talk for <laughs> that doesn't make you a slut it just makes you i just i started so late in the game and then i don't know i started late i was my 40s this is the second time around i'm talking about. actually no uh, i shouldn't say that i grew up like in the days of like in the 80s 70s i'm talking about when i was having like sex before marriage type of thing and um, we didn't really have to, ha you have to have a basic friendship maybe. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I guess I just, I just, it's probably just cause how you're brought up is so drilled into your brain. And then it took me a while to kind of like now if I, if I want to like, there's been guys that I've met that have been like, I'm not looking to date. I just want to get my hands on you. And I'm like, well, let's have a drink and see if there's chemistry, but I have to have a drink. Yeah. I could never, I could never just see a hot guy on a dating app and be like, come to my place. No, I, I would, just no, couldn't do it. No, no, no. I couldn't do that either. But people I, I, do. I misunderstood what you were saying. Then. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, I for, couldn't do that. There was a football player in San Francisco who was like a hot 49er that I was like, God, he's so fine. I totally want to like go out with this guy, but I knew I didn't want to date him. But I was like, let's meet for a drink. <laughs> but meet for a drink to me is like the tester. Like, I can't just fuck him unless i meet him and there's chemistry oh yeah mental because otherwise it's like oh my god this is like a dumb fuck this this is what even nina hartley nina hartley came out to the show yeah big porn star she kind of was like hey cam i'll give you some sex lessons or but me. something along Aww. those lines and I, and then so eventually i after months of there's a podcast episode about this by the way hilarious. i was like all right i'll we'll see what the, this might be an interesting experience so I texted her, and even she wanted to get a lunch beforehand to discuss what was going to go on and if there was chemistry and shit like that. Yeah. I so mean, this yeah. is someone who's fucked thousands of men. Right. I mean, you, you can't just look at somebody and they see, see if they're attractive or not. Because on paper, they might look attractive. But when you're actually talking to them, you're like, oh, fucking, are you kidding me? But on the other hand, if there's another, enough drinks under my belt, <laughs> and if we think it's just going to be kissing, and I'll yeah. start kissing them, then... It can end up. So being if a you can more. completely delude yourself, then it might work. If if I'm thinking it's just going to be kissing, because I was naive enough to think it would just be kissing for many many times. You would think not like I would get the hint after like two or three times it's going to turn into more. That's than hilarious. But I was like, oh well, well. So then, what exactly is sex? Is sex kissing? Is sex no. more? Is sex blowjobs or? Is, I can just kiss and stop it at that, but I'm really bad at anything between kissing and sex. Like, for instance, <laughs> like once a guy, I, I'll tell a guy, I'll be like, all I can do is kiss you until we're ready to fuck. Because <laughs> if you touch me anywhere else, we're, I know myself. I just know myself. I'm very sexual. Once I get a little turned on, I have a so, like, super addictive personality. I think that's why I've had any level of success in this business. It has nothing to do with talent. It has a, to do with the fact that 
I am such an addictive type personality that I get addicted to everything, whether it's comedy, work, the gym, fucking. <laughs> so once you touch me, if it feels right, I'm going to be hooked on that. I'm not going to want I can't say no. I can't say no. I'm just a girl who can't say no. That's the truth, man. I, so that, yeah. that drama thing, when you guys were like, oh, that drama is a big turn on to me, uh, I yeah. felt uh, very the opposite. <laughs> that, that could not be further from the truth for me. If I know that there's going to be any drama at all, I will mm, run, run for the for hills. The hills. Yeah. I hate drama too. Oh, so I thought well, no, oh, you were... The, I'm not turned on by drama. I'm talking about like, oh God, it's so hard to say about drama. I mean, it's just some... Heat, fire. There's got to be like a spark there, like a, like a little bad boy type of feeling. Like I can't do like just a little danger. That, yeah. A little risk. Like a, guy that, like a guy that will like, this is my husband the first time I met him. There was someone peeing in the alley and I walked in. I'm like, can you go help me? Because I walked to my car because someone's peeing and without a doubt he just ran out there and like helped me and I mean I, I thought you were going to say that your husband was the guy that was peeing <laughs> was in the alley peeing. and this no, was going to be the best story later on we ended up getting married I got into the peeing thing no um, <laughs> you know it's just I like the fact that he just didn't even flinch just went right out there where most people would be like I'll, I, before I go out and defend you I'm going to go get like a you know a bodyguard or a gun or something Aww. So, so you need to, to me. I need someone who is like street smart and is like not scared to do stuff like that. That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, you know what I think it is for me is that, you know darkness is attracted to light, and light is attracted to dark. I'm very light. I'm light too. Yeah. So yeah. I'm attracted to dark, but I'm getting better. And like because I need the light. No, I'm just I found that I'm very attracted to dark souls, like dark damaged i think it makes me feel more healthy somehow i go like man or it gives you purpose like oh i can bring this person up a little bit yeah something like that like i'm a very and i'm very forgiving like because i'm very open-minded so and i'm an empath so wait when's your what's your zodiac sign sagittarius ah yeah but I really feel like I can. Well, no, no, because no, she's so playful, and then she's also like she puts her foot in her mouth a lot of times. That's a Sagittarius thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> she puts her foot in I her do. mouth sometimes. I really do. It's insane. But I don't know. I'm just. I can see both sides of almost any situation, and so sometimes I do that too long in relationships. But you know, truthfully, it's weird because I'm getting better. Like I'm at a turning point. I feel. I'm so focused on my career right now. Guys are literally the absolute least important thing in my life and I'm treating them that way mm. and it's helping me. <laughs> it really is. Would you is. say that you're like similar in that mindset right now, that, Kim? Because you got so much going on in your life? Uh, yeah, that's, that's, I think, of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of the that reasons that you're right. reluctant to get intimate because like what if I get intimate and then what if it's going to be a relationship? I don't have time for a relationship right now because I got so much going on. No. I... I <laughs> I think if, All right. I think if I found the right person, I would be like very into it. I think finding the right person for me is a very challenging. Well, maybe you wouldn't want to waste time finding that person, basically because of the fact that you don't have a lot of time. No, That's but I'm where going I'm on dates left and right, and you are damn play. <laughs> Get it? He's no, a they're not like. A, they're like very. So he uh, is a fuckboy in disguise. Going on dates is not a fuckboy. <laughs> what I'm. I'm Treating a lot of people to drinks and dinners. What this is not. That a, sounds expensive. It's a yeah. It's an expensive it's, situation. Trust me, he is not comfortable with the expense. Oh, <laughs> it's so. Much. It's fine. It's. I hate dating. <laughs> I hate it so much. I really do. Why don't you like it? It's like a job. It's a job interview. I'm going on dates with people that I know I'm going to have different. some oh, connection with. That's different. 
See, that's my thing is like I had a guy that kept trying to ask me out who I don't really know. The thing is, I really at this point, I want it to be gradual whenever it does happen. I'd rather be someone I see a few times at a party or whatever. We have some connection. Then we go out. I have no interest in going on a date with a stranger because starting from zero, I I already know. I don't have time to get to know someone new. I just don't. And the odds of it actually clicking. Like, like to take a stranger ads. and for you guys oh, to click yes. no. next it's to like, possible. Well, I would yeah. say like 10%. Especially <laughs> knowing that, that there are other people like that you could easily find. Like you can find people so easily now. We have weird lives too. Very strange. So you either need someone whose life is in this business and equally as kind of odd or it's going to take you so long to make yeah, them get that's it. that's very yeah. true. You know? My boyfriend, he's gotten into like understanding my lifestyle for like 10 years already. You know, he yeah. knows wherever we go, he's going to be taking a lot of pictures or he's going to be like standing in the background or whatever. He's going to be comfortable with the fact that guys are, you know, asking me about sex. Right. Were you talking about uh, the type of stuff you're sharing or just the lifestyle of like traveling as a comic and things like that? Just all of it. Well, that's all true, too. And also like it's just, I mean, I don't know, just the whole um the whole business is people not in it. It's hard to even explain it on a podcast, but like people that aren't in it don't understand the amount of work it takes. Sometimes. Like for instance, just in the last two days, like I did three shows, not last night, the night before. Right. And then, uh, I had a meeting at the end of the night. So late about a shoot the next day. Mm. And then I literally yesterday shot three episodes of my own show. Then I did someone else's podcast and then I went and did this talk show thing. And then I had like post-production crap from my shoot. So like you didn't have any Tinder dates in the middle. (laughs) Yeah. Like literally I couldn't even post to my social media or text people back because I couldn't be on my phone. Cause every time I picked it up, it was to deal with whatever was in the moment. So even my own, and that was on a Sunday, by the way. Yeah, well, there's no weekdays or work days for mm-hmm. people in this business. It's every day is a work day. And, you you know, know what? And it's all consuming, though. It really is. And it's almost to the point where I fall into bed half the time and I'm exhausted just because there's so much going on all the time. It yeah. doesn't end at five. Yeah. But even in my friendships, like, I've lost so many friends because yeah. they think I'm blowing them off or that they're not important to me when I'm like, I swear you are, but literally, I haven't even texted my mom back. Mm. Like, I'm yeah. so busy so explaining that to, to someone you're dating i mean i even understand because i at some point would be like come on yeah you're, yeah. you're seeing somebody else you're cheating you're lying there's no way anyone's this busy and i'm like i swear like, no it's true i feel yeah. that way do you feel yeah. that way Cam? yeah do you, how do your parents respond to your material and there's they could not be better both of them. oh wow my mom and dad they're so oh, we, i would love to call your parents yeah my you know i've tried to get my mom to do this my podcast she, she won't come on she's just not that person she doesn't want to be on camera she doesn't every once in a while i'll get her in an instagram video it's the best i can do she won't but she's the best she's not how about your dad um my dad would love it but i would never do it <laughs> <laughs> because he's too much of a risk because i never know what state of mind because my dad does drink and smoke weed and just like and who knows what you gonna never come know out what he's gonna mouth. be like exactly but he's great too as i've gotten older i learned to accept both of them for what you know you realize at some point that you have already that your parents are real people 
People put them on a pedestal, like my mom and dad are supposed to be X, Y, Z, perfect. And they so hard on their parents. At some point you're like, uh, they're just us, but they had kids. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like they don't know more than we know now. I'm 35. My mom was 15 years younger than me when she had me. Like I couldn't have raised anybody as well as she did. There's no way. Yeah. So you adjust, I think. Totally. So, uh, if people wanted to find your stuff, how do they find you? Um, uh, okay, katequigley.com is my website, and my social media is just at katequfunny. That's it. And it's funny stuff. And it's so Thank you. awesome. Have you, we ask this to all of our guests, have you ever walked in on a parent having sex or vice versa? Uh, no to walking in and no to vice versa. Nothing. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. I just got sick. Well, awesome. And this is like literally now. Okay, here I go again. I, I and this time no one's gonna believe me. It's like the boy who cried wolf. But this, this is one of my favorite interviews I've ever had. Oh, it really is. I feel Thank like you. such a connection with you Thanks. for whatever reason. I don't know. You're just so um, open. Thank you. That's so sweet. I really appreciate it. I don't know. I'm just. I just try to be real. That's it. Yeah. You guys are too. You know. This is. Can I ask you a question? Because I know nothing. Well, what are we at? How are we at? Are Wait, we maybe we wrap this up and then we can start. We can do the flip. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. Cool. Thanks for coming on, Kate. Thanks Love for you, Kate. Oh, I almost forgot to say, check out my podcast, Date Fails. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's on phenomenal. Funny. Yes. And if you don't see the video, people are like, why don't you do it every week? I just don't do video every time, but it's always up on iTunes and everything, Spotify, all that crap. And we'll be on there. Yep. Yeah.